you have um, a Bible with you, could you turn with me um, in the Psalms uh, to Psalm number 27? Psalm number 27. And we'll read from there in a moment. Let's pray um, together. Father, we understand that these words are your words. They are the words of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are the truth. And we submit to your word now. Give us the grace to obey it and to live in the light of it. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, when it gets dark um, early, uh, so early as it does at this time of year, uh, it is never wise uh, to go uh, too far in the darkness. Uh, venturing out the back door uh, for something in the woodshed uh, with no light on or no torch can be a dangerous business, particularly uh, in the middle of a storm like we had this past week. Who knows what you trip on uh, if you're out in the car and someone uh, flashes their lights at you, it probably isn't to say hello. It's probably because you've forgotten to turn yours on. I'm sure that's happened to you. It's happened to me. Uh, because there's wisdom in that, isn't there? Putting your lights on. Uh, you can be seen. Others uh, can see you and you can see uh, the way ahead. Uh, there's, uh, there's a section, a whole section of your Bible known as the wisdom books. Uh, it contains books like Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Job and uh, Lamentations even, I reckon. We're looking at, uh, at light this Advent season. And the wisdom books have a thing or two to say about light. First of all, let's talk about my salvation. Uh, Psalm 27 is open in front of you. Let's read the first verse together. And there we read, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Here we learn, don't we? How we, are, how we are saved. That, that important matter of how we are rescued. God saves us. The Lord. Four capital letters. That's the Lord God. He saves us. He saves his people. Uh, this is a psalm. So that means it was a song that was sung by the people of God together back in the Old Testament days. The, the Old Testament people of God. It was, a, it was a group project to sing it. And this psalm reminded them of who brought them out of slavery in Egypt. It was that great Old Testament picture of the gospel. It reminded them that, that darkness would have left them where they were, but God, but God shone into their lives and saved them. God guided them to his self, to his way of salvation. And it had so much to do with God that David, in writing this psalm, could say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He didn't say the Lord brought about my salvation or the Lord greatly contributed to my salvation, but the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my salvation. That's important. And so it is with us. We need to remember, don't we, how we were saved. If we are saved, we need to remember our salvation story. We used to sing uh, the song in the church that I grew up in, I was sinking deep in sin, sinking to rise no more. 
overwhelmed by guilt within, mercy I did implore. Then the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, Christ my Savior lifted me, now safe am I. We're saved by God and he is light, he is good, he is pure, he is holy. He, he showed us uh, the sin that's in our lives. That was a difficult moment, but it was, it was important. It was necessary. He shone the light on that, and he shone the way to himself, the path to himself, which was the way of the cross, which was the way of the Savior, which was the way of Jesus. There is salvation in no other name. There is right standing with God in no other name. There is eternal life in, in no other name. There is heaven in no other name. He, he's the one that heaven's all about. But there's more than that in this verse, isn't there? Notice the next clause, which kind of changes the whole verse. Whom shall I fear? That, that's, that's four short words. None of them are difficult to understand, but, but they reveal a lot, don't they? Because there's more to this than just salvation. They reveal a sense of, of some sort of enemy, a whom that you could fear. They reveal the sense of an enemy, an enemy who we could potentially fear, Someone who, who, who is attacking God's people. Someone who is attacking us as, as God's people. An enemy who could, who could trap us like, like Satan. A, a very real threat for sure. In other, words, in other words, we're not just saved and then it's all rosy in the garden. It's not just salvation and then life is a picnic. Because it wasn't so for God's Old Testament people, and neither is it true for you and I. There's more to your life after that. There is potential pitfalls and, and trouble to face ahead. And to respond to the threat, there is this need to compare. That's in the verse, isn't it? Uh, to take stock, uh, to, to think clearly, to, to remember the source of your salvation in the first place. To remember the power of God. To remember that who holds your life in his hands. To remember that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. To remember that there is, none who is, there is one who has overcome the world who you know and love and trust. For through the Lord's saving and keeping power, there is, by comparison, no one to fear. The verse kind of answers itself, doesn't it? That was my salvation. Let's talk about my path. God doesn't just save us, as I said, and, and take us immediately to heaven. Not usually, not normatively. There's usually plenty of time uh, after that. Um, there's, um, there's plenty of time between the rescue from Egypt and, and the promised land, if you remember the Old Testament story. And so our post-salvation life needs to be lived. What do we need for that? Well, we need guides for that, don't we? We need wisdom for that. Which leads us to another verse in the Psalms. Turn with me to the longest Psalm. 119 is its number. And we're going to read a very well-known verse in verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Another verse in the, in the wisdom books of the Bible that talk about light. And it says this, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to to my path, Psalm 119, verse 105. Yes, um, we know we have lives to live after we're converted, but in order to prepare ourselves, in order to 
to sort of measure the journey ahead, we have to ask, we have to ask what sort of, of path we expect to face as Christians. Now, this is a little bit tricky because as hard as it is to get to the bottom of this anyway, uh, there, there's the possibility that, that what we confess or, or, or say is a little bit different from what, what we function like in practice. So, that, so, so that's, that's true. But, but, but think about it like this. Uh, do, we, do, we, do we expect that our life is going to be easy street after we're converted? Where God sees to it that because we're one of his own and we are, that, that life's going to, be, going to be a breeze and uh, there, there's few obstacles on the path to face. Uh, where, where money comes easy, all of our family trust Jesus like us and, and health is good. And, and yes, you know, we all expect to die someday, but we reckon, you know, we'll be in our late 80s at least what do you expect on your path? Or do you think um, life is going to be a bit more of a rocky road? You know that little road off the outer ring on the left-hand side near Forest Side? I don't know if you've ever been up it. It's a bit of an experience. It's called the Rocky Road. Uh, it's like the start of a roller coaster. Uh, and it's not for the faint-hearted driver. It's, it's, it's uphill, and, and you need a good driver to even get up it, such as the incline. Now, are you expecting that? in your Christian life. No, you probably aren't. You probably aren't expecting that. The chances are that you think somewhere in the middle between Easy Street and Rocky Road, probably somewhere closer to Easy Street. That's my experience is that people usually kind of think it's going to be closer to that, that end of, of things. And yes, we've looked inside God's word. We, we read it. We read it in church. We read it at home. And uh, we, we get some of our expectation from there. We read, read verses about, about blessing, plenty of, plenty of verses in the Psalms about blessing, yeah? And we assume that that's what, what, what God's meaning. We're heading in, in the easy street tra trajectory. And, we, and then we hear about a well-known missionary or, or pastor who got horribly sick and dies. And we think, uh, what's God doing there? Maybe, maybe, maybe he got that one wrong. But, but, if we, but if we try to consider more of the Bible, uh, we find stories, don't we, of people who, well, they face plenty of difficulty. We find stories of Job's and, and Paul, Paul's who are shipwrecked and, and, and have thorns in the flesh and, 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 are, and are in fear of their very lives. In, in, in Corinthians, but Paul's in fear of his very life, he says. And John, of course, John, he's lonely and on the Isle of Patmos, he's, he's exiled there. And, and Stephen, of course, is martyred. And Elijah, well, he's pretty depressed. You, you see, we discover that trouble is actually no surprise to find yourself in. Pretty rocky, some of those roads. Think about Joseph. Think about Joseph in the Christmas story. It's not that easy for him. He, he's not on easy street. Because he hears this news that, that Mary, his beloved Mary, is, is pregnant. And, and you've got you to get the sense of shock there, don't you? He thought, he thought Mary was a, a deeply spiritual young woman. Think, think, about the, think about the implications firing off in his head when he hears. He knew he wasn't the father. Someone else was. How could he trust Mary now? How could they, they, how could they live together with a stigma of that? The plans and hopes and expectations that he had were, were all in tatters. And yes, we know it's going to be okay, you and I, because we've heard the story a hundred times, but he didn't remember. <laughs> Sinclair Ferguson puts it like this. Mary had dishonored her parents 
In essence, it was like killing Joseph. It was stealing what was pledged to him. She had lied to him. God often bruises his people, he writes in his devotion, as he works in them. God often bruises his people as he works in them, preparing them for, for, for the next job, perhaps, often. I wonder, I wonder, have you been bruised? I wonder, have you been bruised? We can see it in the man that God was preparing to be the earthly father of the Messiah. The suffering of, for Joseph is terrible, isn't it? But soon the light will come on. Soon the light will come on for him. Thy word, your, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's, it's clear that, that we once again need the light. We're, we're not just okay to have the salvation. We need him again, don't we? We need him much more than just the once. So we need his wisdom to live. We, we need his instruction. We need his guidance. One way to prepare for the journey is to think about what we expect, yes. But there's another way to prepare for the journey of life, and that's to think about where we're headed. Think about where you're headed, the destination. Where do you expect to get to? Where does my path lead? If you're aiming for the wrong place, then of course you're sure to be disappointed and confused even if you get there, because by definition it's the wrong place. It's, is it uh, worldly fulfillment or heavenly joy? Is it, is it comfort or is it Christ-likeness? Is it God's desire to lead us to a place of satisfaction in this material world? Or is it God's desire to make us less impressed and attached with those things? What do you think the answer is to that? It's the second one. Is it stuff that I need or is it, or is it sanctification that I need? Growing in grace, growing in holiness. Christmas is, is, a, is a good barometer of this when it comes to, to receiving gifts. Because if it's all about getting, well then you're going to end up disappointed and one grumpy husband, wife, son, daughter, mother, father, grandparent, aunt or uncle. Because such an attitude, of course, will lead you to feel entitled to this and entitled to that. But if it's all about Christ and Jesus, well, that's a very different thing, isn't it? That's very different. What is the end goal of, of, of our path of life? It's heaven, isn't it? And, and who is heaven all about? It's about one person. His name is Jesus. He's the light of heaven. There's no need for the sun to shine in heaven because the lamb is the light. You know that? It's all about him. And fit us for heaven to live with thee there. That's a line from away in a manger, isn't it? It's about fitting us for heaven, this journey. It may be smoother or it may be rockier. Perhaps we think if we stay out of the limelight or stay out of the kind of highly committed Christian category, you know, the big names, your, your, your super-duper Christians, that, 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 like the Pauls and the Jubes and the Johns and the Josephs, that, that we can keep our head down for most of the trouble. But that's not true. That's not true. The truth is we're, we're all on the road to, to Christ-likeness if we're saved, if we're, if we're, if we're a Christian. And, and from here on, well, it simply depends on what you need by God's definition of that. It depends on what God's doing in the background to bring that to be. Sometimes we see it clearly. 
Yeah, I can see what God's doing there in my life. Sometimes, sometimes it seems all wrong. It seemed all wrong to Joseph, didn't it? Seemed all dark and discouraging. It seemed wrong. It couldn't be, it couldn't be, it couldn't be right, but it couldn't be any more right as it turned out. My salvation, my path. Finally, your word this morning. Your word. So our paths are set out before us. The Bible teaches us in another Psalm, 139. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. We have seen that we need the light of God to guide us through. But how does he light the way? How does he light the way? For the wise men, the light of the star led them on their way, yes. Led them all the way to the baby Jesus in the house in Bethlehem. For Joseph... Remember what happened to him? How, how was his way lighted, if that's a word? How was it? It was, by, it was by the angel appearing to him in that special revelation, in that special dream to tell him not to do what he was minded to do. Matthew 1 tells us that Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, that's Mary, resolved to divorce her quietly. It's more an engagement today, this betrothal, isn't it? if it requires divorce to break it. And Joseph is resolved to divorce her quietly. He's all out of options, but he wants to preserve her dignity. His character is on show, isn't it? He's a decent man, but Joseph is still conflicted. He considered these things, the Bible says. He's still conflicted. He's, still, he's decided what he's going to do, but he's still wondering what he's going to do. Ever been like that? He's wondering what on earth to do. It doesn't seem right that that the Mary he knew would be behaving this way, so he's in a quandary. But he doesn't rush. He he sleeps on it. He no doubt prays about it. He, He seeks God, and the answer comes from the angel in the dream. This is what the angel says to him. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Light at the end of the tunnel. Wisdom when there seem to be no answers. It's not the result of sin, Joseph. It's the result of the Holy Spirit. It's necessary. It's necessary salvation work that's going on. The Father is no human father. This is no act of fornication. This is God at work in the light. This is good to the extreme. And the answer comes from the messenger of God. It comes in those words that Joseph then needs to follow. He needs to obey. He needs to listen up and do what God says. And he does. How does God light our path? Well, he does it again through his word. He used to speak through prophets. He used to speak through Urim and Thummim, those stones that we looked at a few weeks back. He used to, that the high priest kept on his garment. Uh, he, he used to determine, they, they used to determine God's will through that. He used to speak through dreams, as we see here in this uh, passage in Matthew 1. But, and I guess that's certainly still possible, although I wouldn't be expecting it. Okay? I wouldn't be expecting it. No, the normative, the normal method is through his word. He speaks to us through Jesus. He's the messenger supreme. There's a strong link between the word of God inspired and the word of God incarnate. You realize that? Jesus and the Bible, very closely connected. Because you know what? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
There's this idea in John's day when he wrote those words that there was a single force of wisdom, a central fount of all knowledge that could explain the world. Very Greek idea. And John takes the idea up and he says, you know what? He's here and his name is Jesus. As Steve Lawson, a Bible teacher, puts it, you want to hear God speak? Then you need to read your Bible. You want to hear God speak out loud? Then you need to read your Bible out loud. You need to read God's word. When you, when you hear a faithful Bible teacher teaching God's word, you, the light is on. When you read God's word on your own in, in, in the quiet place, the light is on. Jesus is guiding you on your path. You need wisdom. I need wisdom. We all need wisdom. We, we have decisions to make. And you've got decisions to make all the time. Should I leave my job and pursue another? Should I retire now? Should I, should, I, um, should I go for this situation or not? Should I, should I ask that girl on a date? Smaller stuff, right? Should I, should I book that trip? Should I, should I buy that book? Should I go and make good on that situation that I made a mistake in and, and apologize? Should I, should I buy that dress? Should I get that, the car service for winter? Should I go on a run today? Should I, should I ring my grandmother? Should I, should I offer that couple help with babysitting? Joseph, Joseph teaches us that it's often good not to be too hasty, to think it over biblically, to run the light past it, to ask God for wisdom, to, to pray about it, maybe sleep on it like Joseph, read God's word, get a devotional that contains a, a passage and some thoughts on it. That, those are good devotionals, right? If you, if, you, if you don't have anything like that, ask me, I'll, I'll help you. Today's wisdom might come today. That can happen because God's word, of course, is not dead. It is alive. It is a dynamic book. I've lost count of the times when, when I've been reading something that has convicted me and instructed me for the present day, for the circumstances that I'm currently in. Or it's also possible that you read it last month or last year and, or heard it preached from and, and it's in there and, and your word have I hid in my heart. You know that, that idea? That's possible too. Principles to draw on, not yes or no's on the page necessarily but principles to light your path that's what we're, that's what we get the temptation is to think of of our lives in terms of guidance as maybe i don't know half a dozen or a dozen big things that we need to get right and we've got to pick the right one or we fall off the wagon no blessing we've went the wrong way we're, but but that that's not helpful for several reasons to think like that because we actually need his guidance far more Every day. God is not just a, an intervene every so often sort of God. No, he, he, he's, involved in, he's involved in every detail. Every detail. And there's also this assumption there that you, you can kind of go off the... There's a stickability about Jesus. Do you, do you know that? A come what may about him that, that, that he's with you. <laughs> and yes, you, you shouldn't make foolish decisions... Decisions that come out of our sinful flesh or our selfish ambitions. or But at the same time, the, the truth is God can work with you in almost any career. He can work with you in any wife or husband or in, 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 in any house on any street living there. 
God is also sovereign. He runs the world. So you can trust him to be at work every day of your life. You can. Don't forget about him. Absolutely not. Don't be saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm fine now. I can just make decisions. No problem. But at the other extreme, don't panic over it either. Like, 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 like you can't do anything because you're, you're so inhibited by the idea that you could pick the wrong thing. And You see? Rather, seek to please him and honor him every day. Seek to stay in the likes. Seek to, to find the right path today. Spend time in his word. Yes, talk to him about your options. And from there you can make those decisions, big or small, and you can, you can relax about them, as it were. Last week we saw that Jesus is the light and the life from the golden lampstand in the tabernacle. This week we see that we need the light to live. We can't manage it on our own. We think, oh, there's plenty of light and I can just keep going. But we, no, we can't. There is a, your word is a lamp to my feet, teaches us that there, there's a lamp to carry. You get the idea? There, there, there's a lamp. And, and you've got to use it to, to see your way. It's, it's, it's an oil lantern in the, in the Bible times, isn't it? It's like a torch today. You need it to see where you're going. You can carry it. There's action to take. See, you could, you could neglect it. You could end up with, with no lamp in your hand, no, no light for the way. You could, you could neglect Jesus' word. You could neglect to listen to Jesus. You, you could allow him to be squeezed out by those other competing voices, and there are plenty of them. But that's dangerous. It's dangerous. Just as on a dark winter's night, treading a, a new footpath that you don't know in the countryside, the potential to fall or slip or get stuck in the mud is, is significant. For the one with no light, well, will eventually fall over. I don't know. But have you, have you noticed yourself flagging spiritually? I don't know if that's you. Have, have, you, have you a sense that the relationship with Jesus, has your Lord, has got has got weaker from your end? Are you, are you using the lamp? Or have you neglected it and are trying to ply on yourself? Dark world out there. Yes, God is responsible for our salvation. But when it comes to those he's saved, there are things he expects of us. And this is one of them. Or maybe... Maybe you have known that wonderful blessing of that, that, that current, present tense relationship that you have with the one who, who loves us, who's for us. Even though this year has been more rocky on the road than most, you, you know that, that sense that he's there and he's guiding you and it's, and it's great to know him through thick and thin. I don't know which one you're on this morning. But if we walk in the light, First John 1 verse 7 says, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with the other, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Notice, notice we and us in that verse. Did you see it? This is a group exercise, isn't it? We need each other on the expedition. We need each other on the Christian pilgrimage. Maybe to flick the lights, to say, to remind your brother or sister, of some truth that they've forgotten. 
Don't expect to travel well alone. It doesn't usually work. Even you and the Lord. Well, you know what he says when it's just you and the Lord? You need your fellow believers. If we are to walk safely, it's important to have God's revealed truth as our lamp that acts as a light for every step on the journey of life. You see, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in him tonight, today, as it says in another well-known carol. The other wisdom books strike the same note, don't they? Proverbs 6, verse 23, for the commandment, for, for the commandment is a lamp and, and the teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. This is, this is a way of life. Commands and discipline set you on the right path. Ecclesiastes 2, verse 13 says this, then I saw that there is more gain in wisdom than in folly and there is more gain in light than in darkness. This is the better way to live. It's not just a ticket to heaven. That's a misunderstanding of the gospel. This is the best way to live. No, this light saves us and shows us the wisest path. All the other paths are folly. In other words, they're marked with foolishness. Their way is foolish, dark, and leads to the ditch. Our way is wise, lit, and leads to the heavenly city. The difference is incredible. As a Christian who reads their Bible, who, who, who reads it keen to, to meet Jesus there, as a Christian who, who hears God's word preached regularly Sunday by Sunday, who, who gathers for, with the believers in the middle of the week with ears to hear and hearts set to obey, well, you've got your headlights on. You have. Whatever comes along the road, you can see it by God's help. And God will be with you. God will guide you through. Yes, there are times when you're, you grasp the steering wheel and you close your eyes and you open them quickly again because it was very close. But God is with you. And he is guiding you. And he does it through the person of his son, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your guiding light, your word, which lights our path, which instructs us, which teaches us the way to go. For on our own, we will be in the ditch more times than we'll be on the path. Help us to trust Christ with our lives like this, to involve him in the decisions, small and big, to have that relationship that is current, and we pray that you bless your people as you lead them on to Christ-likeness and the new Jerusalem. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing um, O Little Town of Bethlehem before we come uh, to the Lord's Supper uh, together, O Little Town of Bethlehem. <laughs>